Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Our guest today is Brandon Blell, a professional EOS implementer. EOS? It stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. Brandon helps entrepreneurs and small business owners get what they want from their business, which is something that I know all of you are dying to do more of and get more of. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Brandon Blell. Thank you for having me, Brian. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. So uh, I've gotten to know you through a webcast that you and I do, that the Rebound webcast with Matt Doherty, which is great. And um, so we talked offline and I was so enamored with your story and your journey. And I said to you, I need to have you on my podcast because I want my listeners to hear what you and I talked about. Well, I am uh, I'm thrilled to share it. So Good. thank you. Good. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, too. Well, let's the first question that I have is what exactly is an EOS implementer? And more importantly, how did you get started in doing what you're doing today? Sure, sure. Well, um, let, let me kind of give you my story, and that that wraps right into what an EOS implementer does. But basically, Great. as you said before, um, EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System, and it is a complete system of simple, practical, uh, real-world tools that help you get better at three things, vision, traction, and healthy. So vision from the standpoint of getting everybody on your leadership team 100% on the same page with where you're going and how you're going to get there. Traction, meaning instilling that discipline and accountability throughout the leadership team so you're better able to achieve the vision. And um, healthy, meaning creating a healthy, functional, cohesive leadership team. Ultimately, we get to the place where everybody in the whole company is sharing in your vision Uh, executing on that vision again with discipline and accountability and moving forward as a healthy, cohesive team. So as an EOS implementer, I work with the leadership team to help to to help run the system through your business. Wow. How does somebody how does a how does a a business owner know that they they need this? Like, you know, I know I've got a problem. I don't like you know, I've been doing this for 30 years, been involved in entrepreneurship in magazines and and then with my with my three companies now. But, you know, we have blinders on as business owners. Right. We see sales. We see employees. We see expenses. Right. And we don't we miss so much in that that we can't see because of our blinders. So an EOS system is not the first thing that I think of when I think I I think more sales. (laughs) I think more sales (laughs) is the answer to absolutely everything. So tell me how uh, a business owner comes to calling you and saying, I need help. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so. That makes you normal, by the okay. way. Right. <laughs> you know, well, pointing out a problem. You'd be the first saying, hey, person to, to say that. <laughs> fix this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but what we do when we work together, we strengthen sort of six key components of your business. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that's how we do it. But why you might need it is um, 
you're feeling a frustration. Entrepreneurs are starting to feel frustrations and frustrations in a couple of areas. Um, often it's people. Uh, nobody really gets what your vision is. You're frustrated with your, 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 your wife. You're frustrated with the people in your organization. You're just frustrated with people. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's profit. Uh, usually it's profit or, or just a, a feeling that you're not getting out of your business, the resources that you're putting into it from a financial, emotional time perspective. So there's a frustration there. Often it could be a feeling that you're just running out of, things are just kind of out of control. Like your business is running you rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm. And so this really helps you um, get control of that. Uh, So those are some of the areas, just some of the key frustrations that you're feeling. And a lot of times it's you're trying a lot of things, but nothing's really working to get you back on track. Um, Work with really Good companies just uh, sometimes there needs to be a tweak in that area, but typically it's that 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 entrepreneur, that founder, is really kind of frustrated. Has your phone been ringing off the hook the last <laughs> half years? <laughs> I can only imagine, right? Yeah. Well, it's uh, it it is certainly something that is so needed for um, small businesses and and well many size businesses. Let me let me tell you a little bit about kind of how I got into this because um, yes. yeah I so I come from a long line of small business owners and entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, I took a tip. I took a different path though. I went and worked in the corporate world at the beginning of my career. Worked for a couple of really great world-class kind of companies, loved what I was, well, I say I loved what I was doing, but I was frustrated in a lot of ways. I hated the politics, um, but learned a lot, learned a ton, and ultimately just decided I wanted to do something much more personal. And so I left all that and I went and worked with my father in the furniture business that he had started um, back in the early 90s. And so to say that it was um, a culture shock going from a gleaming, you know, 19 floor downtown building to um, a furniture factory with a leaky roof was was um, a culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say leaky, there was one day that it was literally raining in one department. <laughs> wow. So, all right, tell tell me, you you you. I know what you you were at a company. You you had you you spent about almost two decades in in corporate America, right? I did. Okay, yeah, I did. So now you have a, a senior level position at a company, and was it that you were that you felt this need to go to something, or were you going away from something, or is it a combination? Uh, that's a great question. It, it was a combination. Okay. Um, you know, I think I, I was also raising children during that time. Um, I I really always spent a lot of time kind of introspectively figuring out what is it really that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, for part of the time I was running away, then things started to get really kind of much better uh, toward the end of that career and and the um, of that first sort of career. And then the uh, the recession hit. Um, when I had really gotten frustrated and was running away, the recession hit and it was not a good time to make the move. Yeah. And and then things started to get better. But anyway, I, I was, it, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, it was a little bit of both. Okay. I was running Oops. away from the big business and I was running toward small. And and going to a family business, which is yeah. a separate, right? Dynamic. Totally. Right? Yeah. Which is totally. So 
you know, and when we see that a lot, and I'm sure you do, right? Where where the children leave, uh, either they they graduate from college and they they start a family business, they go away, they come back, or they they go away and they never come back, right? And and there's the whole that's the whole succession you know issue. But you you decided to join your father's business. Now, do you have any siblings in the company? Were there siblings? Well, yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting. The the company he when he formed the company, it was like he didn't want it to be a family business. He formed it with a partner, okay. um, and I think a lot of that was because of um, coming from a. He came from a family business himself. My great grandfather's had founded a furniture store, and and he resented being pulled into that. Um, so it was, it, but what the way it evolved? Yes, my brother did get into the business for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, um, I, I, I think for me, I was seeing, um, especially after the recession when his partner retired, um, I, I was seeing how frustrated he was um, in a lot of the things that I outlined kind of before, but I didn't have words for that. Mm-hmm. He loved what he did. He loved the company. It was his whole life. I, when my when my parents got divorced, he literally um, built a uh, an apartment in the factory and moved into it. Uh, oh <laughs> so God. yeah, I, I think on a deeper level, um, I think I told myself in a lot of ways what I was really trying to do, uh, and I was, was get into something in my career where I could have those personal relationships with my customers, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to them being three times removed in a B2B um, scenario. Yeah. Um, and on a deeper level, what it was, was I just wanted to be in that part of my father's life um, because yeah. it was um, so much uh, in the fabric of his whole being. You must have been a tremendous breath of fresh air for your dad, <laughs> right? When you said that he was he was kind of frustrated with the company and, it, you know, having to go through that recession, you know, I mean, it was painful for millions and millions of small business owners. So he goes through it. Now we were in that sluggish recovery and here comes his daughter back into the business. Yeah. Um, and he tried to talk me out of it. Let me, t- let me tell you oh, really? um, wow. really, okay. for, for years, he tried to talk me out of it. You know, it was like, you just go stay in that fancy tower. He would, he would tell me, tell me that kind of thing. And it drove me crazy. Cause it was like, I saw how much um, he loved and was the passion that he had for this business and for the relationships. But he absolutely um, tried to talk me out of it. Uh, and I think the more he tried to talk me out of it, the more I was like, well, <laughs> why are you telling me not to come do this? And and wow. so that made me sort of even more um, adamant that I wanted to. Uh, so he had no choice in hiring you. You were, well, coming. <laughs> you were coming, right? He absolutely had a choice. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. No, he absolutely had a choice. And, um, uh, but, but yes, I, I hope I was a breath of fresh air. I certainly came with a very different perspective. Um sure. Yeah, having having been in a very progressive software company where we were learning all the latest and greatest uh, business practices and just thinking about things in a different way, also just not really working with anything physical. Um, and this was a very traditional business. You know, we it had been around for a long time. It's a manufacturing company, um, just a, a very different mindset, very different uh, uh, whole thing. And um, mm-hmm. so... 
coming in, while I hope I was a breath of fresh air, there were a lot of challenges that were associated with that. And what was your role in the company? Well, that was part of the frustration, to be real honest with you. I, I was hired to come in and be the VP of sales and marketing. Okay. Um, my dad being the, um, but also to follow in his footsteps and ultimately take over the the company was the was the idea. Um, and so the transition plan was, oh, come on in, you know, you just sh- you know, shadow me for a couple of years, maybe you know, learn the first three. I'm 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 uh, affecting his accent a little bit, and yeah. and, and, and then at some point I'll just skedaddle out of the way, and you can have the reins. Was basically the transition plan, and so. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So I don't mean it to sound that like that. Uh, no, it's it's actually. And so you must have seen coming from big business. You must have seen a lot of inefficiencies in the business because that's historical with most bi- small business owners, right? That you know, not implementing current technology, not in- introducing new innovations. Did you bring those ideas to the company and were they implemented? Well, it took some time. Okay. Um, so so just to start with the basics, um, the he well, he he was basically there there was no there were very few spreadsheets even used <laughs> in the company. It was yeah. it was yeah, a lot of yellow legal pads. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot to learn from that as well, right? I mean, he would joke and call me spreadsheet because I, I tried to put everything in a spreadsheet, like at least a spread. And, and the funny thing was in the software world, it's like, oh my God, we got to get out of spreadsheets and use some sophisticated software. There's so, a happy medium somewhere. There's a happy medium somewhere. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think I was met with some... Um, uh, j- just even little things like that were massive changes, and so I had to be really careful about um, about that and and how that worked. But yeah, uh, yeah. So all right, so you get in there at 2014. Now there's a, a tremendous story that you tell. There, it's inspiring. It makes you look at the big picture. So tell us. So you're in in the company for a number of years, right? things start to get into a groove are you're expanding the business and- yeah well so let me kind of tell you how yeah. Uh, yeah so i came in about 2014 was bumping you know bumping against walls and 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 trying to figure the stuff all out yeah um you know and the things that were kind of frustrating were um as i mentioned sort of my role was like what am i supposed to do here <laughs> because i i was the vp of sales and marketing but he didn't want to let go of that with good reason. And so it was it was like I was a, a an expert in marketing and he was such a good salesperson. Right. Um so I was confused. I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to do. We had some um we, we had people that had been uh around for a really long time. Um so there was a real lack of clarity. Um, and his wife was in the business who she was an excellent salesperson, but sometimes she would get involved in, in some of the day to day. And, um, so there was frustration there. We were kind of misaligned on where we, uh, or didn't even really talk about where we wanted this company to be in the future. Um, right. you know, I think he, he was thinking more about his retirement. I was thinking about building a big business, uh, or certainly a bigger one and 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 really making an impact on the industry. Um, and, and so there was a lot of frustration around that. And um, 
and I was frustrated because I knew that I knew there had to be resources out there. I knew there had to be a better way to do things. Yeah. But I struggled with what was that? Um, and and that's when I discovered EOS. I read the book Traction. I hired an EOS implementer because what it did was it allowed us to take a big step back and to clarify our roles, to agree on where we really wanted to take this thing um, and and just really start flushing out the issues uh, in the business that we tended to just wrap up with duct tape and twine and stick in the, in the corner. And what was the um, book you read? Traction by Gino Traction. Wickman. Okay. And that's, that really outlines the whole um, EOS process, but it was a game changer. It was an absolute game changer because everything in this book um, was what I knew were from healthier companies and mm -hmm. from my business background, but it was packaged in a way that made complete sense for our small business. And and so we got started and things just started to, to work better. And your dad bought into the system. Oh, yeah, he 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 absolutely wanted me to be successful. He wanted us to be successful, and it just made all the sense in the world. So, um, yeah, he he so bought when, in. When did you introduce EOS into your uh, furniture company? I think let me let me get the timeline right. I think it was about twenty um, late, maybe late twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah. So it took so, a couple of years of figuring this out. So you're in in 2014, you introduce EOS in 2017, things start to really click for the company. Mm -hmm. What happened yep. in 2018? So in 2018, um, yeah, so we, we had just kind of gotten started with EOS. I, I should have written down the, the right timeline, but we were, get, like I said, getting that alignment, clarifying roles, doing all these things and just starting to really get clear on um, how things could be better. And in 2018, um, my stepmother, my dad's wife, was out on in California on a vacation and was hit by a car, mm. uh, literally just walking to the beach with her friends. Yeah. And, um, and just, it's amazing. It is, it is truly a miracle that she lived through this. It literally every bone in her body was broken. Mm. Um, and so when that happened, of course, I rushed over to my dad's house. My brother was there and, and it, it, it was like, go dad, you have to go be with her. That was all he needed to do. And so, um, it, it, it took, but it took that as the founder, as the visionary entrepreneur of this company for him to be able to go and do that. Um, and uh oh, but but any anyway yeah so i get emotional and choked up a little bit yeah. thinking about yeah. it how long did it uh, be out there for well um it was indefinite yeah. um it was it was also right before a furnace so so to give you a little bit about sort of the the furniture business the it, here in north carolina just the whole industry revolves around the spring and fall markets furniture markets that happen in high point and um we were getting really stretched then before the October market that was happening that year. That's just yeah. what everything happens. And so, um, and all, it's like all hands on deck every year to go get that, that done. And so this happened right before market. Um, and he had never missed a market. He, he had never, uh, um, 
and nor did, and he didn't but uh but he dropped everything went out there it was a completely we had no idea i remember listening being with him when he picked up the phone from the um when he picked up the phone from the uh the doctor and just hearing the litany of injuries yeah. and, and it, it was like how is this even gonna happen so um, he went out there, was out in Colorado, in California for about a month. She started to heal kind of morass. She was in a coma with a with a, uh, a, a head trauma. Um, didn't know what was going to happen when she came out of it. Um, and uh, then she was able to move to Denver, Colorado, which happened to be right um, by her home. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, moved to that hospital there. And, and he went along along with her. But it was going to be a long process. Um, so do you, th- now this is my faith talking, but do you think there was some sort of divine intervention that you left corporate America, you left this, you know, job that you had to come back and work for your dad's company and you kind of, yeah. you know, you figure everything out. It's not easy, but you stick with it. And then this happens, right? I'm I'm glad you said that because uh, yeah I I think the word that I would use um, and I and I felt it when I made the change was I just felt I felt a calling um, yeah. back in you know for a long time to to be in the business yeah uh, and I, and then I got frustrated I was like what did I do and I question it um, but yeah in that moment it was like oh this is why I'm here this is yeah. this is why I'm here. So that I can give him the peace to go do what he needs to do, um, and and so you know the the, the business minded me was a little frustrated. It's like, oh my gosh, it, it it took this for him to let go and let me lead because I had been as the daughter. I was like, I'm fully capable here. Let me do something. Yeah. Stop holding yeah. on to everything. I, um, I completely understand it now. And in, in hindsight, I wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to let go of things because maybe I wasn't ready to pick up some of them. Right, um, but when he did, uh, it, it it amazed me on so many levels. It amazed me um, just the outpourings of support that came from our whole community, um, from the industry, uh, from customers, from competitors. I had a competitor call me, uh, our kind of our tribe, but call me up and say anything you need. I, I have trucks. I have what anything you need. Um, I'm here to help you. And uh, it speaks volumes so, about your dad. Yeah. Right? Oh, um, yeah. He, um, yeah, he, he was a community builder. He was yeah. charismatic. He was an amazing human. Everybody loved him. I mean, he had his, his flaws, uh, as we all well, do. No. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, and, but it, he owned them. And, and, but yes. Um, so so he comes back to the business and then you have a conversation with him right the, about the future of the company well i remember him so, so several years before we had been um approached by uh another family-owned furniture company and we had this wonderful conversation um it's like oh this feels kind of good but yeah you know, this is starting to get fun. The timing's not right. Um, so we really had only just sort of dappled our toes in what it what it could look like. Um, and I think he was 
there wasn't a, a, a specific conversation. The, the conversation I remember having, I think, I, was him coming into my office and just kind of sitting down and saying, what do you want? You know, what, what do we want? Where, where are we going? What do you want? How, how is this all going to work? And, you know, and I basically said, look, dad, um, I am starting to realize that I was maybe not put on this earth to run a furniture factory because it was becoming uh, really frustrating for me, but because now I was seeing all these issues that I wasn't qu quite sure how to solve. Yeah. Um, but I'm here with you. Um, you know, so the most important thing is, you know, let's build this business. Let's make this a great place to be. And, um, and we'll see what happens. And that was in when, in 2018? Probably somewhere in there. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know exactly what that chronology was, but, um, yeah. So, so that's where we were sort of from a headspace perspective. He, he, you know, the, the, with without him there in the day to day, um, and and without working to get well, actually we were thrilled to have him out of the day to day. My dad was a visionary, <laughs> and, and yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. like, just get out of the way because when right. you come into the business, you just create all this chaos. So just go, go be out on the road. That's what you do best. Go bring yeah. in the customers, and um, so with my team back at at the plant, it was like we could actually get things done when he was out of the way. <laughs> but. You 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 ultimately come to kind of a crossroads with the business. When was that? Was that 2019? Well, what what happened? We were um, yeah. So it was October. No, it was April. It was April of um, 2019. Uh, let's see. The the accident was. It was April 2018. Do I have that right? Anyway, um, we heard on we had this beautiful um showroom building in, in high point and his sort of retirement plan with that it was too big for us and sort of the long-term plan was to maybe um sell it or lease it or for that to become an income producing property and um so we heard on the street that the company that had approached us several years before was trying to build by a um a showroom building down the street and uh and dad's like hmm i have a showroom building <laughs> yeah. maybe they would be interested in buying this showroom building and so uh we made he made one phone call or put a bug in someone's ear to go down there and say hey you know you want to talk within five minutes they were on our doorstep and said um not only do we want your showroom building but we still want your company, we want your people, we want to keep, we, we, we love what you're doing, and we want to buy this business. And um, so at, at that point, it was like, huh, okay, maybe it's time to really have this conversation, because we, this is his baby, right? I mean, yeah. and we've, you know, we didn't want to sell it to, to uh, you know, there's kind of a, a the idea of selling it to venture capital was scary. The idea sure. of putting it on the block was scary. Um, we hadn't really talked about it. Um, so anyway, it, it was just like, this sounds like a good fit. And we started to run the numbers and have the conversations and it, it made sense. Um, so in that six months between the conversation in April and the following market uh, in October, the deal was done and uh and and we sold the company and um i was planning to i was thrilled it was like oh finally we have all of the 
the resources to really do this right. Um, and, uh, and, and so that's what, that's what happened, uh, with the sale of the business. Yeah. So you sold the business in October or we so actually, yeah, we had furniture market October. We closed on November 5th. Uh, I, I noticed at that, um, furniture market. I was sitting with my dad talking to some company, some, some great, you know, longtime uh, friends and customers. And I, and I looked over and um, he had looked really healthy to me. He was just in his element. Uh, we had had a great market. Um, I noticed that his ankles were swollen. And I'm like, dad, you got to go to the doctor. He's like, yeah. oh, I'll go to the doctor as soon as market's over, as soon as we get this thing closed. So I don't have to pay for the insurance. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to let those guys pay for the insurance. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so we closed the business. Um, he went out to Colorado to be back, back to be with um, Jennifer. Actually, no, I think she had had healed so much. I believe she was actually at that market. She was. Um Anyway, uh, went went back out to um, Colorado, uh, went to the doctor. They sent him immediately to the emergency room uh, because he had clots all up and down um, his body. And uh, so got him all cleared up. Uh, I remember talking to him on the phone and um, and he was all excited. He he had all these plans to travel and 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 do all these great things because Jennifer had improved so much. And um, then about two, they let him out of the hospital. Uh, about two weeks later, I get a call from my stepbrother. Um, Your dad's collapsed. I don't want to make this phone call. Um, he's he's in an ICU. And uh, we were. I, I'll never forget that. I mean, I was I was at the factory, um, and all of the the folks from uh, from Gabby who had bought us, great folks, had all come in, and we were working on the new catalog and had all this great stuff planned. I was so excited for it, and and I just I, I didn't I did, got that call, and it's like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. Um, and I'll always be. Um, uh, well, boy, I didn't mean to get quite this deep into the story, but uh, no, I, you know what? It's I, it's an amazing story because yeah. you look at it from start to finish. So your dad. Passed so it. I flew out there um, and uh, and we he, he was not going to get better. He had had. Um, he, yeah, he had been out of oxygen. We had to pull the plug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got to go and I got to say goodbye. A month after he sold the business. One month. Yeah, one, yeah. Month. one month. You told yeah, yeah. me that story when we talked some months ago. And I just, again, I people who know me know I have a strong faith, right? I believe in God. I believe in the universe. I believe in all sorts of intervention uh, in our lives. And there's no other reason, in my opinion, you know, just mine, like that you got that calling in 2014 to say, you you, you can't see it right now, but this is going to mean the world to you and to your father. Mm -hmm. And so from 2014 to 2019, you know, you had those moments and, the, and they're, you know, some were frustrating and some were this and some were that. But when you look back on it, you know, that's the that's the best part of it. That's kind of the beauty of it is that finished product that you had those 
four or five or six years to spend with him and to really give him closure. Like, you know, you, you, and, and that's it, you know, that, that he was able to finish what he started with his company and you were an integral role in that. Yeah. Yeah. You summed that up, up really beautifully. I, I think, um, one one of the things that I always loved about him was that you, you know well he he was um, oh, there's so many I don't even know where to go but yes uh, it was absolutely divinely inspired inspired he knew it I knew it um, we may never understand it um, right. Right. you know with all the the tragedies and the uh, traumas but the learning from it all um, and and Jennifer my stepmother has this whole other story to tell from her perspective that's um, that's pretty amazing. Um, I may never understand it all. Um, I, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing now is that I learned so much from this journey. Um, and and uh, I want to help other business owners, whether they're family businesses, whether it's a father-daughter relationship. Um, I just want to help. I want to help them out of that frustration so that there can be that um, relationship uh, because the business should never get in the way of, of that relationship uh, because at the end of the day, that means more than anything. So think about that too. So you read a book called Traction. <laughs> you implemented this entrepreneurial operating system into your company. You fix your company to the point where you eventually sell your company but you take that EOS program and you create a new business out of it, right? So okay. people people run these. Is, is it a franchise model or is it a licensing agreement? What is it? It, it is. And, and, and let me, I'm glad you said that because there's another divinely inspired piece in that as, as well, which I, I think about a lot. Um, when we were doing the, the sort, of, sort of super secret due diligence, thinking mm -hmm. about this, um, I had this book traction in the conference room. And um, so uh, so they they came in, um, saw the book and are like, did you plant this? Because we run on the system as well. Wow. wow. And, and so it was just kind of one more, not just kind of, I mean, what, what it meant for us was that um, we had done the thinking about what, what are our values? Where do we want to go? what are the problems that are facing? And, and we already spoke the same language um, with the company that bought us. And so, uh, and I, I don't need to be cryptic with that. I mean, it's been a wonderful relationship at Summer Classics and Gabby out of Birmingham, Alabama, wonderful company. Uh -huh. um, but, but it meant for a very a, a smooth transition because we were speaking the same language. And so between the power it had in my life, um, the power I saw, in the way it was fully implemented in this much larger company. Yeah. Um, just, I kept trying to talk myself out of it too. I'm like, I took some time off after, after dad died and COVID hit to figure out what was next. And um, it, it just kept, kept coming back that it, I've got to help people. This is such a powerful tool. Um, so yeah, yes, I, I go ahead. The people you help today, your clients yeah. today, are they all in North Carolina? Do you help people on the East Coast, in the U.S., globally? How how do how do you help your clients, and how do they find you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I I am focusing my business as much as I can sort of in the greater in, in North Carolina um, locally, but I, I can work anywhere virtually and will travel for the for the right client. But I, I as you can tell, my family is important to me. And while I still have my children, at least one child in school, um, I, yeah. I, I want to sleep in my own bed at night. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. I've learned that the hard way too, by the way, but that's a whole other podcast sure. Sure. living with teenagers. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm past that, but it's, it doesn't get any easier. So no, what that's no. worth. this has been phenomenal. I love your story just of how it, how it all unfolded, how it all unfolded and you stayed with it, you know, that, that it somehow you felt this connection. You said, okay, this is where I need to be. And then things happen, you know, things don't always happen in the time frame that we would like. Things don't always happen the way we want. Sometimes, you know, when we pray, the answer is no. And we don't understand why it's no, but you learn later on why it's sometimes you don't even you, you never learn but you just say i'm okay with that that so at some point it will be revealed to me why i this didn't happen and or why this did happen yeah. but it's it's a fantastic story and i love your passion and your commitment and your accountability to business owners you know sometimes you're the carrot sometimes you're the stick that's what yeah. i'm guessing right <laughs> with your eos uh, program if people wanted to get in touch with you, uh, mm -hmm. they want to talk to you about hiring you, they want to talk to you about EOS uh, or anything, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Well, I'm on LinkedIn as Brandon Blell, B-L-E-L-L. Uh, and my website is eosworldwide.com slash Brandon hyphen Blell. So you can find me in either of those two places and uh, would love to have a conversation. Fantastic. And and I can't recommend you enough because oh, you help you. business owners, you know, with with their whole processes, right? Their whole, I mean, they're stuck, you unstick them, you know, they're frustrated, you present clear pathways to them. So thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for sharing your story. It was it's beautiful. You should write a book. There's a book in there. I'm telling you, there's a book, you know, lessons, lessons from working with my father. Maybe. You're yeah. Right. right? Um, I'm thinking about it. Okay, good. And um, I look forward to keeping in touch and I look forward to hearing more about how you're doing with EOS and maybe some success stories down the road. Would love that. Brian, thank you so much for the time today sure. and, and uh, allowing the raw conversation. I wasn't yeah. sure where this That's would go. <laughs> You know, we, 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 it, it's, it's unfiltered as they know. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we, I, I had literally a list of questions and we came in and we just took a right turn and that's the way it was meant to be. So that's the best part of this. I love My listeners, thank you. Thank you, Matt Doherty, for being a, a, a catalyst for introducing us. He's going to die when he hears that I thank him without any sarcastic comment. I know that. Thank you to my listeners. Thank you for your feedback, your comments, your suggestions, and keep them coming. And we will see you on a future episode of the Small Business Edge podcast. Everyone have a great day, and we will talk to you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.